the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com slash support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about P.P. Hammer. Yeah. Now, I, yeah. I know we're, we're getting ready to hear your thoughts on P.P. Hammer. I want to know where you stand on the other hammer, M.C. Hammer. Hey, man, I'm down with M.C. Hammer. Tell me about the first time you listened to M.C. Hammer. Well, it would have been one of his uh, early offerings in the uh, baloney rap industry at the time. <laughs> Which I believe is when he ripped off Super Freak was the first time I actually I listen. MC Hammer was around before he did uh, that song. Can't uh, touch this. I that's believe. right. Yeah. He was around. I'm sure I heard his name. Like it wasn't my bag, but I heard that song and I was like, I liked Super Freak, Rick James, mm-hmm. and so I heard doon doon doon. I was like, oh yeah, and then I was like, what the what? what? But then when he came in, ma, 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 you know it's getting real when he repeats the first word like five or six hundred times. Well, here's the thing about MC Hammer for me, because a lot of people were down on him for that disgrace. But it is a catchy tune. All right, Rick James throw it down, Mm -hmm. and then MC Hammer's rap's pretty good. And MC Hammer was a a tremendous dancer, big A's fan, by Mm -hmm. the way, if you remember that. And Oakland Athletics. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. And a uh, big baseball guy. But his, he had the big pants. Mm-hmm. The parachute pants. He did the bit where he would grab his waist and could, like, go across the stage mm-hmm. and twinkle it's, toe it's, sort, it's sort of like a like a horizontal moonwalk. I can do that bit mm. the full, with the pants. Were you wearing a coat at the time? Mm-hmm. No, I can do it now. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the back in the day. The problem is the big, huge pants that he wore, they fit me perfect. That's a bad thing because mm. he was way for thin. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I like the MC Hammer. Uh, for what he was. And then he had another song where he ripped off. What was the other thing he ripped off? Like When Doves Cry or something? He did a couple of well, these Well, I don't know songs. if you know much about rap music. Right. But they do this thing called sampling. Well, listen. There's sampling and then there's horking. That was a, when you take a big chunk of the song. It was it was 10 seconds of Super Freak. Listen, it was dun, 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 that's, that's the song. It. Well, I can't, bl- I, can't, I can't fight that Super well, Freak's listen, a lame they, song. Listen, you've heard, it's a, Oh, now don't be going down there. Don't. Rick James Rick totally James overrated. Might come to the house, you know that. Oh, if he does, I'm going to die. He's a killer. Don't you say cocaine is a powerful <laughs> drug? He said. But here's the thing, MC Hammer like was one of the big guys that started that crap that, of like really rapping over a pop. No, song. no, no. He, he was no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Have you ever heard Rapper's Delight before? Yes, I have. Okay. So that was like 10 years before no, 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 MC you, Hammer, and it also rep, ripped off a pop song. Not this completely. What yes, I, it did. This was the era of taking like most of a song. Like, for example, let's 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 talk about Vanilla Ice. Okay. Remember his big song where he yeah. ripped, take a big chunk of Under Pressure? Mm-hmm. At least MC Hammer had the common courtesy to say, yeah, Rick James. Whereas Vanilla Ice would be like, I didn't rip off Bowie and Queen. It was a... Theirs goes dum 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 right. da dum dum. Right. You have the same the famous yes. bit, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't like when they take a, the big chunk of the song, or like the whole chorus, and then just like rap over it. Okay, I can tell that we're probably not going to start a rap podcast anytime soon because you'd, you'd be in a reward to hurt. Oh, what are you going? You going to school me on rap? Well, you if you say me? I don't like when they take stuff from other songs Rapper's and they rap on top of it, complete total ripping off the whole chorus of a song. Yes, it was. What song did they rip off? Chic. It wasn't a total chorus ripoff. It was the entire chorus they rap over. Nah, nah. I'm not. I don't feel the same way about that as I do the MC Hammer stuff. Okay. And, and there are, and we can agree on this. There are much more. In fact, recent. There are much more uh, uh, bigger offenders than even than even this was. Uh, I would hear like, what was the song I just heard a couple years ago? I couldn't believe it. It was just. It took the whole song and just rapped over little parts of it. I I can't remember. Oh, well, there's like cashmere. 
uh, come with me, the Puff Daddy thing. Yeah, you well, remember that? yes, yes. From Puff, the Godzilla soundtrack. Puff Daddy is a uh, is a is a violator, you know <laughs> that. But overall, MC Hammer was sort of like uh, a wacky fun. Listen, I loved MC yeah. Hammer, so you won't get any. You won't get. Are any. you kidding me? I'm not surprised. I right love. Here. Okay, you got to remember, I was about ten or eleven years old when MC Hammer came out. Yeah, I was scared of most hip hop. Okay, it, it frightened me. Whenever I uh, believe you, yeah. Whenever Yo MTV raps would come on, first of all, I didn't watch much MTV because the whole network scared me. But I would, I was extra scared of like big guys yelling at me on the TV, and so I. Uh, I'm gonna remember that for later. <laughs> so, um, but when MC Hammer came out, he was like, "This is a cool dude," you know. He was on Arsenio and he was dancing. I loved Arsenio too. And uh, oh, Arsenio Hall, Ohio University alumnus, me and oh, him yeah. colleagues. Oh, yeah. Me, him, and Richard Dean Anderson. That's the tower of the tower right there. Wow. Superman. Yeah. So anyway, um, I remember being in fifth grade and just everybody was doing that, the running man. And it was just it was just the whole gym, just all the time. The song would go off. He would still be doing it. It's, you know? funny, it's funny how dance has changed because I, when MC Hammer came and also Paula Abdul was another mm-hmm. one. Right? Well, she was, I think she was a dancer she for was, MC she Hammer. Chore, she was a choreographer, yeah. And, but No, she danced with probably somebody bigger but, than Michael Jackson but before she got famous. She, I thought when, when MC Hammer came out, I thought, man, this is the peak of human dance. Mm-hmm. This is the best. He yeah. was the best. And now if you watch his stuff, you're like, it's, it's, it's a little hokey. It's a little dopier now. Yeah. And, and Paula Abdul's dancing is straight up nothing if yeah. you watch her stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, at the time, it was, I mean, I remember the first time I saw Michael Jackson moonwalk. We were, I, my jaw hit the floor. It was on that. It was uh, the Motown 25th that's anniversary. Right. I, I was mm-hmm. watching that live. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh. So it shows you how uh, much that stuff's evolved. You watch dance, and now it's unfreaking believable what they did. Now, yeah. I'll tell you, my, my greatest MC Hammer cl- uh, connection was I wanted to, you know, I heard the Adams Groove, MC Hammer's Adams Family song, okay? Oh, it, it, it can't be as bad as the other guys' Adams, oh. Family's Adams Family Value song. There was an Adams Family remember, Value remember, song? No, it, remember, uh, I think you're thinking of the song that I'm talking about. They do what they want. No, that's MC Hammer. No, no, not that one. The one I'm thinking of, uh, was uh, uh, who, who were the guys that did Whoop There It Is? Oh, that's the uh, the Baja Men. That they, they did the, they did a song for Adam's Family, and it was Whoop the Adam's Family. There it is. I never forget that. I was like, <laughs> okay. this is horrible. That is lame. You've heard that, that is one. lame. Yeah, yeah. and it's not the worst, the Baja Men is who let the dogs that's out. That's one of the worst yeah. rap songs of all time. <laughs> okay, is that Adam's? You're family right. That song. is that is horrible. But anyway, I bought the soundtrack for the Adams Family, thinking that Adams Groove would be on there. Yeah, you would think that. And so I I put it in the tape player, and I, it was nothing but just classical music. It was nothing but the. And I was never so so disappointed. But later on, I grew to love classical music because of the Adams Family soundtrack. So it all came back around, and Man. MC Hammer is inadvertently responsible for where I am today. I hope you're, none of your students are watching this because did, you're documenting your your own idiocy. They, I'm sure they love MC Hammer. It's hard to believe that the, your love for the Adams Family rap <laughs> is the reason that you're a band director. I know every word. Maybe it'll be the Patreon song. Oh God, man, <laughs> horrible. All right, Aaron, I want to give you a quick Amiga Ireland update. Okay. Okay. I'm still going to Amiga. Ireland. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, got a donation from the one and only Chris Foles, who wrote in beer, Amiga, whiskey, kebab, repeat. Mm. That's all you need to know. That's all. That's like you 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 dream right there. Yeah, right there it is. Yeah, uh, and so there is still time, folks. Uh, if you want to sponsor wall to wall live streamed coverage of Amiga Ireland 2020 over in Athlone, Ireland. Uh, you can head on over to ireland.amigospodcast.com. Ooh, and, uh, you URL. Can, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and, of course, that is uh, that pays for me to go over there, obviously. But also, uh, you get something in return. You get all the talks are going to be recorded and live streamed. There's going to be interviews on the floor with all of the big guys. And Knowledge Bomb, I'm dropping it right now. Yours truly is going to be hosting the main panel on Saturday in Amiga Ireland this, this year. My suggestion is don't use the phrase knowledge bomb while you're up there. I'm going to get up there and I'm going to say Pleasance. I'm going to drop a knowledge bomb on you. Listen. And then I'll <laughs> just, him, I'll just talk about how, how it was. Ask him where those CD32s were in that <laughs> warehouse and see what he says. <laughs> oh. So I, I'm already coming up with a list of, uh, of questions to ask these guys. I, I think that uh, Dave Haney is going to be there, David Pleasance, 
maybe RJ Michael is going to be there. I don't know. These are not 100% confirmed yet, but if you have any ideas for uh, questions that you'd like to hear on the panel, you can send me a message at john at amigospodcast.com and uh, I'll add them to the queue. So you're telling me that you're going to be emceeing and questioning the luminaries, the most important people in the history of, of Commodore and the Amiga. That's you, right. Bo, John, Boat of Cards. That's Clark. right. As a, as a bona fide Amiga expert. As a, as a now finally a certified hardware owner. That's right. You now have the ability to ask these questions without looking like a chump. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, uh, But anyway, that'll all be streamed. Uh, plus, we're going to get my, my big thing this year is I'm going to get groups of uh, people together from different countries and I'm going to get just together have a fight. and <laughs> it's going to be just like that, that show that, you let, that, that we watched that one night. The, the MMA group battles. That's it. <laughs> this will be the less skilled version. But I'm going to get like, I'm going to get all the Greek guys together and we're going to talk about what it was like, you know, growing up in Greece with the Amiga, all the Swedish guys. And it's going to be cool. It's going to be, and, and of course I'll release those, those episodes out as it's on a podcast bonus episodes and stuff. I love so. that. That's going to be awesome. It'd be cool to hear uh, different uh, perspectives that you yeah. know, Usually here, absolutely hear, you know, Greek or Polish. It'll be, mm-hmm. it'll be awesome. Yeah. Good idea, boat. Yeah. So anyway, Ireland.amigospodcast.com. You're not just going to be liquored up in a pool of your own vomit. You're actually going to be doing some work over there. That's right. I'm in be, your pool of your own vomit. Yeah. It'll be. It'll. I can multitask. Mm. Aaron, let's talk about this week's everythingamiga.com site updates. Oh, beauty! Now, the DK. He's been up to. He's been up to his usual shtick here. I may say. Now, uh, the first thing he I want to talk about is his Everyone Loves Lucy article. Now, he doesn't mean Lucille Ball, of course. Uh, he's talking about the classic silent film Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Now, you ever you ever seen this film, but with Max Shrek in it as the Nosferatu? I have seen it, and I was surprised at its length. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's not a full length motion picture. No, but I mean, when I think about silent films, I think they should max out at about fifteen minutes. Because I mean, what are we doing here? Listen, this is a classic, and the image of uh, Max in his Nosferatu getup coming up uh, is haunting. It is, and you see it everywhere. It's been used many times. The shadow lurching across the uh, hallway there, and uh, it, it it is a creepy little film, Mm -hmm. and the makeup of that's astounding. Mm -hmm. It really is. Uh, and have you ever seen The Shadow of the Vampire? I have. And it's a tremendous film. I, you know, I'm not a big scary movie guy, but I really like that who movie. Was the, who was it that played... Uh, uh, who was the famous actor that played Max? It was... Uh, Bob Denver. No. What? Bob Denver Gilligan from Gilligan's Island? Mm, not, no. Maybe not. It was uh, the same guy that was in the uh, Spider-Man movies as the Green Goblin. I'm trying to think of his name. He's super famous. Nevertheless, it's a great film. And if you haven't seen it, the premise of it is... Uh, when they go to film Nosferatu, Max Shrek is actually a vampire. Right, it's great. And so as he goes to the movie, he keeps <laughs> k- k- eating all the cast members, all the crew. Yeah. William Defoe, thank you, Terry K. William Defoe, and it's it's a tremendous movie. I really loved it. So yeah, but I mean, this is good too. And uh, 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 DK goes into the Nosferatu game that was released on the uh, Spectrum, in the Amstrad, and the C64, which I've not played. Uh, it looks like one of the iso- those isometric mm-hmm. dealios mm-hmm. boats. Maybe we'll come around to it. It's funny. I try I, now that we were doing the uh, the ZX Spectrum show. I don't. I try not when I see these games. I try not to play them because I'm afraid they're going to come up. I don't. I want to kind of be fresh for yeah, them, and so I, I don't play a lot of them. So, uh, but uh, uh, this looks interesting. Like I said, I, I was a big fan of the. I, me and Teresa watch Nostra Project every year or two. We will sit down and watch it. And it is a creepy. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, it's a uh, unsettling almost uh, way it's shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. I like it. the way that he sort of rises up out of the coffin. Oh, that's another yeah, one of those classics. So cool. Yeah, yeah. You know they were doing it right even back then. It's it's quite amazing. So yeah, that, I give that the high sign on that. Now his other uh, article is on Batman Returns. Now do you remember? I'm trying to think when Batman Returns came out, both the movie. I want to say 1991 on were this you, one. How old were you? Is this I one of those 10. things you could go see? No, gosh, no. I did didn't see, see it until many years later. Did you see the rental. original Batman? Uh, not until many years later as a rental. Yeah. Um, I have played this. I'm trying to think where I played it, uh, this particular game. And I didn't like it. In fact, I don't like most of the Batman film, uh, movie, or, uh, games. Even some of the ones on the animated series aren't really good. Mm. You know the uh, N64 Superman game that everybody hates? Mm-hmm. Like, that was based on the animated series, and it is a travesty. It's the same guys that do the Batman. It's a travesty that that got uh, 
you know, jobbed out like that. Yeah, it really like. wasn't until the Arkham games, you know, Arkham Asylum and stuff, that there were there was a really good Batman. Well, the game. Super Nintendo animated series games are okay. We some of those are pretty good. And I it, know that the the Spectrum isometric Batman game is well regarded, but it it could be anything. It's not. I mean, it's just Batman tooling around a universe. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's pretty good. This wasn't that good. Now, did, did you say you have seen this one? Uh, I've seen the movie, and I think that I rented Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo, and I was disappointed. I mean, it's it's your standard beat em up sort of yeah. deal. I uh, uh, I didn't like this film all that much. I didn't think the first one was all that great. I didn't get through to the be second completely one. Honest with you, the second one was. Uh, it's funny because these games, the Batman franchise uh, films, started middling to okay, and mm. then steadily went downhill. Yeah, and they never like the first one was better than the second. The second one was better than the third one. Mm-hmm. Third was better than the fourth. I mean, they were all garbage, right. and they went. I mean, right in the sewer. Mm-hmm. So Michael Keaton really was the best Batman, and he was just in two what I would call Midland. I thought the first one was okay, mostly because of Jack's performance as a Joker. But and the second one was. Eh, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer in a nice outfit was okay, but I mean, otherwise, has she done anything else other than Batman? Oh yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, she was in the. Uh, she was in the movie where she was a teacher at the inner city school. Oh, she put the chair backwards and she was the in Marine. Fact, uh, that's I'm, the the Coolio song. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, 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 Gangster's Paradise yeah. is, is from that film, uh, and she's done a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, my buddy, my buddy said he was hitchhiking. I think it was in North Carolina, and he swears to me that she picked him up and drove him to town. Unlikely. And he loved her too. So there yeah. you go. But anyway, yeah. Danny DeVito was uh, the penguin in this. Which I, it's funny when you're a comic book fan. It's funny uh, even as the uh, se- uh, a lot of people don't realize that the animated series takes a lot of its inspiration from the early films, and the especially th- the aesthetic, the Art Deco. That's right. Yeah. But they didn't take everything. Thankfully, they didn't take the fact that Penguin looks so freakish. I mean, he's just sort of a he looks more like a, a guy in the in the animated show. Mm-hmm. And and Catwoman looks better. They all look pretty much better. But, I don't so. like watching people eat raw fish. And Penguin does that in this movie. Didn't That's when you, I turned it off. Didn't we see that at the at the at the restaurant a couple weeks ago? Isn't that what sushi is effectively? I don't like watching anybody eat raw fish. Well, I go. stand by that. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But anyway, if you're into the uh, Batman or Nosferatu, check out DK's articles. He goes in super in depth, screenshot comparisons, the whole nine yards with his own inimitable style. Absolutely, we love we love the Dreamcatcher. Let's talk about the Gamble Train, Aaron. <laughs> Yeah. The Gamble Train's running a, a short schedule this show, week. Show, show them the shirt. Pull it down. Mm. There it is. It's hard to see over my gut. But I the, Gamble the Gamble Train, train was oh, coming over a hill. Yeah, that's exactly. It's coming, coming like over it's the horizon. <laughs> but the Gamble Train, it's 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 got just a couple cars this week, as it were. I guess I want to see what you got on here because I've even got some stuff that you may not have picked. Well, up. maybe so because I only have a, a couple news. These stories. better be the best mo- news stories ever. Let's see them. They ran across the radar this week. Um, so I switch over to the gamble train. There we go. Um, first up, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but it has not. It had not been translated yet. Issue number fourteen of Commodore and Amiga Plus has been translated. This is a magazine that I believe originates from Poland. I had the good fortune to talk to the editor in chief over at Amiga Ireland last year. His name is Tomas, and uh, he has uh, put this thing out, and the team here in the states has translated it. This thing is one of the top-notch publications in the Amiga world. The layout is excellent. Um, it's super fancy. Yeah, yeah. You can order. Uh, you can order a print copy. You can order a digital copy. Uh, it's over at ka-plus.pl, and you can uh, find the the English edition there. So uh, check that out if you are so inclined. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff there. And uh, the only other story I've got this week, Aaron. Oh man, I've got I'll get more. Is uh, Amiga Ireland has a new podcast out. This is uh, it's called The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, and uh, Are they, they covering Nightbreed. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anybody. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's uh, they, they this is uh, the guys over there. They uh, they round up the latest stories, 
all from an Irish perspective. I see. And so uh, make sure you check that out over at AmigaUsers.ie. Well, now, Aaron, you want to talk about those wireless gimmicks? I am. That's okay. what I'm, I'm trying to get everybody a name to go along with this. Yeah. So I will say... I had a hard time finding a real site for that. You posted a YouTube video and that was it. That's right. Well, uh, this is one of those crazy things that uh, is being taken through uh, Facebook right now, pre-orders. Oh. Uh, there's the, there's the fellow, I'm not going to give his last name, his name's Carlos... If you go to the Amiga Facebook section, uh, there you'll find that uh, there's a fellow that is that is taking pre-orders for a uh, USB uh, to Amiga joystick adapter that will allow you to hook up modern uh, USB-style game pads uh, with the Amiga. Okay. And it shows okay. him using uh, Xbox One and PlayStation controllers with it, and even the uh, 8-bit dough wireless um, get like a Super Nintendo pad. Hmm. Now, uh, these are in pre-order, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be too long before these ship. Kind of like the Spectrum Plus, just right around the corner. <laughs> you mean the uh, next? The next. Um, what was the Plus? There was a Plus, too, wasn't there? You're it was thinking, like the Vega, the, the Plus, Vega. I don't know. No, the, the Guile. I only know about the, the Guile. Yeah. And then the, the M. Bison. <laughs> yeah. Um, these are, I believe, let me double check here. I think the ones I bought were 20 big euros. I don't, uh, that's not, that's, I think they're 15 euros and then plus shipping. Mm. Okay. What's the euro exchange right now? Both. It's about a buck 13. Buck. So that's, hey, that's a heck of a bargain. So I picked me a couple of these bad boys or ordered a couple of them up. And so if you are, uh, if you're looking to uh, get some action, and listen, I, wireless, there's a goal I've always had, get wireless controllers for the Amiga. Now, I, here's what I'd like to have, and maybe somebody in, uh, can line me one up, right? Here's what I want, right? So I've got the wireless receiver. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. What I'd like to have is like, a, I, I can go with a gamepad. I'm okay with a, the Super Nintendo or whatever, but it would be cool to have like a wireless, like, Wicko. You, you want the ergo. That's what that would be. Mm -hmm. That would be the, the bomb.com, mm -hmm. if I get that. So if anybody knows of a wireless uh, uh, actual joystick, a USB one. I'd be down with the clown to check that out, too. But I've never, I don't think I've ever seen one that was like a, a proper joystick. Right. You know what I mean? So that'd right. be, be kind of cool. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much uh, the long and short of a boat. Okay, okay. Well, I do have one more bit of news. All right. It is time, everybody, to vote for the Amigos Listener's Choice Awards 2019. At the end of every year, Aaron and I uh, gather together for a roundup of the, the our, our favorite games and your favorite games uh, that we've covered this year. You can go to vote.amigospodcast.com and fill out the survey. Um, you can choose uh, the best shooter, the best sports game, and it's all the games that we've covered this year. So, um, you know, we want to get a lot of responses. We've already got over 25 or 30 responses so far. So I, I saw that on Twitter when you announced this, that my uh, my uh, uh, mentor, Shane Armand Rowe, yes. looked at the choices and said, God, God, so many things have been left out. And you had to school them that these are just what we reviewed in the last year. Right. So, yeah, that's why Super Frog and Stare of the Beast aren't involved. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put those on any I looked over these lists. I'd say of all the years we've done this show, this has got to be the wackiest <laughs> list of We played stuff. a lot of There's weird stuff weird this year. There's some weird stuff yeah. this year. And I was, it's funny, I filled out my whole list, and then my, I lost the internet service, so i got to redo it. Mm. But I really struggled. And I think... I think it's my, hard choices. I think my game of the year... May surprise people. Hmm. Let's go with that. Okay. Three Stooges. <laughs> it's back. It's back. I'm pulling it 2015 back. 2015's Game of the Year 2019. That's right. Three Stooges, man. Yeah. So anyway, one more time. That is vote.amigospodcast.com. That'll be awesome. Yeah. That'll be awesome. And when is that show going to drop? That's going to be, we're going to record that live on uh, December 27th. December 27th. Outstanding. Yeah. I'll be off that week, too. That whole week. We'll also have our predictions for the new year. With, complete with dumb hat. Yep. There's going to be, there's actually a section in the survey where you can write your own predictions as well as your favorite Amigos moment from 2019. Mm, I know mine. All right. The you second can tell the song's me. over, that's my favorite moment every week. Yeah, so you can just bask in the afterglow. Oh, I'll I bask. understand, man. I understand. All right, Aaron. Let's talk about this week's game PP Hammer. This unfortunately named title PP Hammer. But again, I always like to ask did you heard of this one? 
Never in a million years have I Never heard of a game one. called PP Hammer and his pneumatic weapon. There are two things wrong with the name of this game right away. Okay. All right, let's go into it. All right, straight away. Okay. Number one. I would say the first one is a synonym for urination, but, I mean, Nintendo got away with that and they did okay. What What, what was theirs? We. Oh. That's what they call it over in England. I get you. Well, that's what we call it that too. No, we don't. You know, you've never said in your life, "Go have a wee." Yes, I have. Only when you're trying to be cute. I'm always cute, right? Anyways, so number one, PP Hammer is a dumb name. Yes. Okay, so that's the first atrocity. Mm -hmm. The second atrocity is this is called PP Hammer and his pneumatic weapon. And as far as I know, as far as I got in the game, you can never hurt anyone with your pneumatic weapon. Correct. So, therefore, it's not a weapon. It's just him with a pneumatic tool. It might be the worst named game ever. So, what were they thinking on this one, Boat? This name sucks. Yep. All right, so, uh, PP Hammer, i got to keep calling it that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Released in 91, Boat, on uh, a disc... Now, developed this. This was developed by a German outfit. I looked. I tried to find some out, some, some news. Get the scoop on these guys. I didn't find Jack Squat, Traveling Bits as the developer of this. Mm. Now, I looked to see if they'd done anything, and they had. They'd done two other Amiga games. One of them is a German game called, uh, and someone can maybe translate this for me. It was Einmal Kanzier Scene. All right, see that. Can you pronounce that in German? Yeah, so that's more like, German-like. I think you did a great job, actually. Really? Yeah, hey, that's how I do it. The other one, uh, and this one has a much catchier title: Brain Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going, man? I'm going over to the gym. What are you going to do over there? Brain, Brain ball. ball. Listen, wear a helmet, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, this is a. Uh, uh, I'm trying to explain. By the way, the guys that worked this only worked on a couple games. And all of them worked on Brain Ball. Of course, who wouldn't? Another game cunningly titled Gun Shoot. <laughs> Which I enjoy. <laughs> Gun Shoot. Um, the, uh, this is ECS, OCS, you know, the usual stuff. And this was actually, uh, this also appeared on the C64. Okay. Which I, actually I can looked, see it. I looked at that version too, and I'll comment on that in a little while. And a note on uh, Hall of Lights mentioned that this, uh, as a budget re release, was published on the a spiel disc number seven. So if you're German and you know what that is, there you go. So what is this game, Boat? Uh, it looks like a platformer. Mm-hmm. And to a certain degree it is. But it's also very puzzly, mm-hmm. isn't it, Boat? I believe they call it a puzzle platformer. Now, you play as the uh, aforementioned PP Hammer. Mm-hmm. Do we know what the PP stands for? I looked at the back of the box. Try to get some knowledge, and it really didn't have much to say about this game. It's a shame that in the docs they didn't, you know, give us his full name. Yeah, I was kind of wondering what the P, and why not go, things like Peter, Paul, mm-hmm. go with that, PP. You know, don't go with anything else. So, uh, this game, I guess if you picture a combination of any platform on the Amiga that had a kid with Load Runner, mm-hmm. and then you've got PP Hammer. Yeah, I think that's it's fair. An interesting, uh, it's an interesting combination. So you are a little geek in a with, in, with glasses and a construction hat who and, and who also has a pneumatic drill mm-hmm. or, or a, a jackhammer, whichever one you want to go with. And he runs around and tries to collect all the treasures, and when he gets all the treasures, he can leave the levels. That's pretty much it. Um, <clears throat> there are... According to the box, there are sixty. There are more than sixty levels. There are, and they are made up of twenty five hundred screens and seventy caverns. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah, uh, you've got uh, a lot of the usual suspects here in terms of level design. You've got your ancient Egypt, ancient Rome. You've got ice. You've got castles. There are bonus levels where you look like you're like in like a Lego zone. Mm-hmm. So you've got you know nothing too crazy. So the the bulk of this game is made of PP Hammer running around in these levels uh, and going up and down ladders and jumping and trying to catch all and trying to get all these uh, bits of treasure. Along the way, he'll find destructible areas <clears throat> that he can use with his jackhammer and drill down. Now the gim- and he once he drills down, they eventually go away after after a couple seconds of drilling. The gimmick on this game is, and this is what makes it load runnery, is that after a spell the 
items, the dirt or whatever he dug out of ice, it comes back in the exact place. Now, when you say at. after a spell, you mean after a short time, not after he casts a spell. After, right? Yeah, I okay. guess I West Virginia'd up yeah. there, didn't I? After a short time, the, the block or ice or whatever he drilled off will reappear. And if P.P. Hammer is there, then he's in deep trouble. He gets he is. killed. It's game over, man. Yeah. P.P. Uh, <clears throat> is a, actually an amusing little guy. Uh, as far as mascots go, he's not bad, is he, Bo? No. He, well, uh, he wears a hat when he he he, he looks a lot cooler in the game than he does on the cover art and the stage, like the get the get ready. The screen. cover art and the get ready screen—they suck. Yeah, they don't even look like him, no. do they? No, he looks like the biggest doofus in the world. Yeah, he looks in this um, game. He looks like if like, it's like they said, listen, go find us a geek, mm-hmm. you know, and then. Put, give him a hammer and a hard hat, and he and the geek doesn't know he's a geek. That's what makes him cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's. I think a, a big thing that helps in the game is that he's wearing sunglasses. It sort of gives him a cool guy air. Right. Not to mention the greatest idle animation of all time. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring as, that up. As PP Hammer appears to be about seven years old, <laughs> um, in, in both the box art and the get ready screen, he he lights up a cigarette when you when you don't do anything. In my mind, I don't picture him as a kid. He reminds me, it's like a, a Woody Allen type guy. Sure, I can see like that. Like a little geek mm-hmm. who's, but he's, you know, Woody Allen used to get all his crazy adventures. He was sort of brave and sort of tough, but mm-hmm. not really. That's what P.P. Hammer is. I think that that's great. This should have been a Woody Allen time. Ah, oh, man. That would have worked back then before they we, yeah. his reputation went to the sewer. Uh, so anyway, P.P. Hammer runs around. Now, these, these levels are often not straightforward. To get to a lot of areas, you'll have to drill down and, uh, uh, You'll have to drill out. This was actually pretty tough. You'll have to drill out like a section of the floor, mm-hmm. then go down and drill another smaller section, and then maybe even another smaller you section. You kind of got to stair step it a little right. bit. Right. And, and it's real easy to screw this up, and that can be quite frustrating. Yeah. And <clears throat> it is possible for you to actually get trapped, and you won't die. You either have to wait for time to run out or just press the escape key. Yeah. And now, just right out of the gate, what was your what were your initial thoughts on this when you booted it up? Especially given the name. When, um, you, when you heard the name, you saw it boot. What'd you think it was going to be? I thought it was a joke. I thought it, <laughs> I, I, I thought PP Hammer was a like a recently released game, and somebody was having a larf. Yeah. Um, however, this was a legitimately released title. That, yeah. I mean, it was completely earnest. Well, I don't know how earnest it was, but um, I was pleasantly surprised with this one. Um, you know, it seems like we've we've played quite a few games over the past few weeks that I just haven't been able to get into. And this was the first game in a while that I was like, man, I'm really having a good time playing this. Um, I think that PP as a character is fine. I love his little butt wiggle he does when you complete a stage. He's, of course, he sort of sashays yeah, up the door. Yeah, I sort of do that move when I leave for work every day. Yeah, yeah. I believe you. Um, so uh, I like that. I, I like. I thought that the hammer... Although it cannot be used for a weapon, which is ludicrous, uh, I it, it behaved predictably. Uh, when you're drilling down, the drilling is not instantaneous. And part of the skill of the game is to drill in such a way that you can set the timing correctly so you can make progress. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite thing about the game is actually the HUD. Um, for you know the first time in forever, I can understand what's going on in the inventory like yes. here's things yes. that you have here's the keys that you here's use the, to activate them keys, and yeah. they're labeled on screen here's a bar with your energy yes. it, you can tell it's the energy bar here's, here's and then on the here. right side here's a little hint it, it gives you it gives you the name of where you are and then it throws up hints and the yes. hints are useful yes i i'm not gonna lie you're you nailed it right there good for once you got something right the head, the HUD, you know, we. I go back to that Dreamcatcher article where they'll eat up part of the screen. This isn't that. This is a useful HUD that they've put in a very cunning way. Right. At and the it, top, at the top, you've got the time. Mm-hmm. You've got the treasures you got left. You got that, and you've got how many men you've got in the score at the bottom. You've Everything got your, has a purpose. You've got your inventory. You've got your uh, the amount of time health you've got. The amount of time your special item is on. You know, is there, and in the little message. I like the little message. Mm-hmm. I love the little hints. Mm-hmm. It also will tell you, okay, you're running out of time. You know, are it's you, fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's like having a little buddy with that, you. It is. It, you know, I I know you say that mockingly. No, I don't. It, I don't say it at all. I, I love think it's that. great. I think that it it would. I mean, it's almost the same as if you've got a little droid with you and he's he's giving you useful information. I, you know, it's uh, that was great. Now let's talk about the game itself. I have to admit that I had heard of the name of this game and noted how dumb it was. But overall, I didn't never play it. That's right. That was good wording. I didn't never play it, but 
I'm West Virginia to the gills tonight. <laughs> so uh, I was I was pretty pleasantly surprised by this. It's now it, it's not without its flaws, but it's a it's a pretty clever game. The digging element is fun. You know, I was never the biggest Load Runner fan, mm-hmm. and this I guess I compared it to Load Runner in terms of the way the hammer works, but it's the Load Runner was really. Difficult. Yeah, it's and, difficult and, and, and unforgiving, and very. It doesn't have much personality. Yeah, this game, you don't really have to be in a. Right, you don't have to be in a hurry, except for the timer and the fact that you don't want to get caught with those blocks. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not like a mantic game. You know, when you play it, uh, the backgrounds were pretty good. I, I I had to cheat to get through some of the later levels, a lot of levels actually, because I thought. Uh, uh, I wanted to see as much of the game as I could, and then I watched the play through the usual stuff. But I got to level like eventually after uh, playing for a while, I could get to level five or six mm-hmm. without too much difficulty. Uh, it, the, the backgrounds do change. You do get ice levels. You do get oh, and we should mention this game has background music. Um, it's not great, it's, but it does have. Some. It's it's not great, but it's not awful. And um, it sure does beat just hearing the cavernous sound of your footsteps, God style. Well, you're right, but. Uh, but it, to me, uh, the background music was sort of I mean, no offense to the musician, but it, I, it was no great shape. It was, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was I, sort of standard fare. It was, it was. I, I didn't, do, it didn't do much for me. Uh, we we should mention that the game has collectibles, uh, and in the form of like basically bottles or potions. Uh, there's a red bottle, uh, and it, this gives you energy. It's basically like a health bottle. A blue bottle gives you like jumping ability. Mm-hmm. A yellow bottle gives you invisibility. And if you get the oil barrel, which you occasionally see, you probably obviously don't even know what that does. The it oil barrel, yeah, it makes it you make, drill it faster. Makes you, that's correct. What are you talking it, about? It, you I, get that on like the first okay, level. I, I listen. I had it for most of the forever before I knew what it did. Mm-hmm. I never. The thing tells you in the corner. Well, I never used it though. Until I, didn't, I was like, oh I'm going to save this. I didn't know what it was for <laughs> until I didn't realize it was something going to come up again and again. Uh, you can also you can find hearts that give you extra life. Uh, there are scrolls, and the scrolls give you tips. Did you find you any of those? No, I did. No. Uh, there's, and then you'll find the blue crystals, and they teleport you to a bonus level. Now, let's talk about the bonus level, Boat. Tell them about the bonus level. The bonus level, you have a set amount of time to dig through a Lego-like universe uh, to uncover some fruits. You have to get all the way. And if you get all the way to the end, it says, like, superb. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, PP sort of hangs his head in shade, yeah. and he cusses, I believe, and I, you know the usual. Cubert style. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's herefore known as that. Yeah, right. Um, there are also some critters, and or occasionally in a persons or people that will come at you. <laughs> uh, usually, it's like I saw snakes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. There's bats. Uh, yeah, there's snakes. The, the usual crap. And the thing is, you can't hammer them. It's not yeah. hammer time in this game. No, uh, it's get hammered. And there's no way to actually destroy the enemies in this game. You can stop them from reaching you if they are ground based enemies. But then they, but uh, but there's no way to actually kill anything. Yeah, which is a real shame because there sure are a lot of ways for you to be killed. Right, and now yeah, let's go over some of these. So you've got you'll you'll there are several different types of traps in this. <clears throat> you've got mud. Now mud just sort of is hard to get through. Mm-hmm. But you go and which the first when I first saw mud, I was afraid to touch it, but you can touch it. Then you've got the, like slippery stones. You've got trap doors. Uh, you've got I didn't see some of this stuff. Spitting heads. Those are like basically engraved in the wall, and they shoot. Like projectiles at you. Uh, again, you can't do nothing about them. Then, of course, there's big pits of uh, fire. There's pits of water. Water, well, water and fire pretty much have the same reaction. Like you, you start to take damage on your, on, and if you don't get out of there, your health bar runs down mm-hmm. and you're gone. Of course, you got to have spikes. You know, you got to have those. Uh, there are sometimes areas where the roof will fall in on you, and you can get smushed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cheapness in this game. There's it's a not, lot of there's a lot of things. It kind of reminds me. Somebody in the chat mentioned this. It's it's sort of got a Rick, a Rick Dangerous vibe to it. It's one of those games where you're not gonna, if you're, especially on the later levels, you're probably not just gonna run through it the first time out. Mm-hmm. Now I will say they do ramp up the difficulty, but I will say that the difficulty ramp between the third and fourth level. It's a little much, and the real problem I had on the like the fourth and fifth levels was just trying to figure out which way to go. Yeah, and like the, it's you the go, same oh, old I, story. Where you'll you'll find keys that open up these trap doors mm-hmm. that you need to go in, uh, and, and also at the very beginning, I didn't know what the key. I couldn't figure out what the heck the keyholes were. I thought that was a little odd too. The game does tell you yeah. the hint box does say you need to put it in the keyhole, but I wish they would have made the keyhole look like a keyhole. Yeah. But I will say, once you know what they are, 
it's no problem. Right. And with the HUD, with the function keys, it works out great. Now, did you have any issue with the fact that this game forced you to use the keyboard? I used the controller. No, I mean for that function key stuff. Oh no, because this isn't exactly a hot and heavy action title. <laughs> right, right. I, I I agree with you on that. Um, so I would rather have that than some hackneyed like spin the joystick around 360 degrees deal. Well, I mean, th there's no way they could have done given you this amount of inventory with no, that. You'd have. No. I mean, I think this is a perfectly fine way to go. Yeah. And I will say, in a game like this, using keyboard controls actually works okay because. Uh, Newsflash, it's not a super quick game, at least on the levels I saw. Now, I went through and checked out some of the other levels, and it, it does get a little more manic, but it's still not that bad. Mm -hmm. The timer is, at least the levels I thought were was pretty generous. Yeah. Uh, and you, your health bar, I thought, was fairly generous as well. I agree. I uh, agree. And, so, and, and the fact that when you got Well, the it's funny because the health bar is, I guess this is one of my mm -hmm. little niggles about the game, is that yeah. the health bar is such that you can take like thousands of normal hits from like your garden variety enemy, but it doesn't matter because all it takes is one like block to appear over you or get hit yeah, by one major enemy and you're dead. The blocks, if they appear on you, instantly die. Yeah, yeah. Um, we mentioned that when he gets down and crawls, he looks like a little turtle uh, with his hard hat. Um, I would accidentally crawl when I was going to use the drill a lot. I don't know if it was just me. Did it happen to you? Yeah, because whenever you're pressing down, then you're going to start and crawling. So and that's one of those situations where, boy, I was aching for another button. You know, like hey, there, I mean, what can you, you do? You don't have to tell me, man. Um, I looked at this on the C64. It's eerily similar, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest with you. Well, this there's is not, not as much color yeah. detail on PP Hammer. Right, but this isn't a game that needs a whole lot of detail, so yeah. I can see why. But, I, I mean, say. It, the detail. It, this isn't going to win like any beauty contest, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah, you it's know, fine. It looks, it looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, where do you put this in your pantheon of? I don't know what where which pantheon we'd put this. Let's say, uh, like your your uh, what you call it, action puzzle or platform puzzle, sort of like your Lost Vikings and that sort of thing. I, I like this more than Lost Vikings. I I was lost from the get go in Lost Vikings because you're balancing so many different guys and the stages are so massive. Yeah, um, this was a little bit more approachable for me. Um, I like the playful nature of it. Um, I liked the, all the anal, idle animations. I thought the music was okay. Uh, this is pretty near the top. I don't know that I've played any puzzle platformers on the Amiga that I enjoyed more than this. I uh, I, I, I liked it okay. I mean, I, you know, my guide is how would this fare on another system? And this one, I think I could see this one. I would change the name. Yeah, there's no doubt. And but I could see this. This is one game where, like, if this was a Genesis game or something, I could I would have no problem Absolutely. believing that this could because. This is a game that you could uh, could you know understand that that builder. Now here's a little interesting little tidbit I dug up, but when I was doing some research on this, um, so get this, um, and you may have heard this. I, I seem like I'd heard this, but I didn't know for sure. So in 1993, uh, an outfit called Kimco released a game in, in in their series of games of the called Crazy Castle. You ever heard the Crazy Castle series? No. I so, think Kimco is a strategy publisher for for Nintendo. So they released this on the Game Boy, and they released their the in America they called this the real Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. okay. And in the in in uh, in Europe, it was called Garfield's Labyrinth, like Garfield the <laughs> you Cat. You can just stick anything in there, and but it will get work. this: this is the crazy part. The game is a direct lift of PP Hammer and his pneumatic weapon, and they basically did sprite swaps. And I watched some of Ghostbusters. And it absolutely is PP Hammer. There, I, now, like a Ghostbuster. you know, we can sit here and talk about how PP Hammer is a good game in its own right. But if I buy a Ghostbusters game and it has this style of gameplay, I am ticked off. Yeah. Well, get this. According to the developer of PP Hammer, in which we mentioned, the developer uh, was um, uh, Traveling Bits, uh, and this is I got this from the uh, I don't know if it's from the wiki or where I got it, but according to the, the developer, the port is entirely unauthorized. Hmm. So someone just basically ripped off PP Hammer, did a uh, palette swap and a sprite swap, stuck it on a Game Boy cartridge, and sold it. These are for the original Game Boy, uh, but like I said, real Ghostbusters, uh, uh, they just—I mean—they did some other stuff to spruce it up. But I watch, and sure enough, it's it's just like this. That's the exact same gameplay and everything. So That's awful. I thought that was kind of. I feel wacky. bad for the traveling Bit Boys or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah, kind of kind of wacky. Yeah. Um, I looked at some reviews on this uh, on this bad boy uh, boaster. Um, our our good friends at Lemon gave this a seven point eight six. 
it's funny, for once, the lemon scores are actually a little lower than the magazine scores. That doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. Amiga Action uh, reviewed this in 91, gave it an 88. Uh, and uh, Amiga Format, or excuse me, 91. If they reviewed an 81, that'd be quite a, <laughs> quite a trick. In uh, uh, Amiga Format 91, gave it an 80. Amiga Power, I didn't like it as much. I want to give it a 70. Uh, CU Amiga gave it an 85. And the one gave it an 87. So you're talking basically a firmly a B title right there, which I think, yeah, that's pretty much exactly where I think I would put it, right in that uh, B range. Mm-hmm. You know, do we get any uh, listener uh, reviews on this one? We did. We got some reviews here on the Discord channel. As always, if you are a Patreon supporter of the show, you can uh, go on our Discord uh, channel and uh, post a review. So Pixels of Dawn says, a solid little puzzle plat, excuse me, solid little puzzle platformer. It's not gonna win any rewards for looks. It reminds me of early DOS VGA titles and the controls could do with a bit of tightening up, but the gameplay is solid and it is generous with lives and time, at least in the early levels. Definitely a game I will come back to eight out of 10. Brutal Barracuda says, a fun little puzzle platformer with nice graphics and good controls. The levels are nicely designed and varied. My biggest issue was the fact that his pneumatic weapon is not a weapon at all. <laughs> it is. it's only used for drilling. Yep. The game certainly ups the difficulty as you progress and becomes increasingly frustrating when you start having to run from enemies that follow you around the level with no way to kill them. Yes. Overall, though, I would recommend. Bark Bit says a smoking, butt-shaking, Power tool wielding treasure hunter of a handyman. Yeah. Sounds like me. That's a. It's clearly Barkman should have been charged the name. Yeah. Throw the guy in a puzzle platformer, and what you get is a mixed bag. The graphics are nice. Using your pneumatic drill is fun, and the difficulty level is just about right. The music is of very quality. Some of the levels are way too long, and the jumping mechanics aren't quite spot on. However, the satisfaction of completing a level after numerous deaths trumps the minor gripes I have with this game. 7 out of 10. Mm. Chris Fold says, A fun puzzle platformer with a cheeky wiggly bum. The graphics and sound are very PD, and the difficulty level does ramp up quite fast, but it plays well and deaths never feel cheap. The most interesting part is how it was unofficially cloned and turned into real Ghostbusters and Garfield's Labyrinth. There it is. 7.5 out of 10. And finally, Graham W. Vebke says, While I am PP, pleased as punch, we got a chance to play this game as I actually enjoy this and I originally played the C64 version. The art and music here suits the theme of this game and is an important is an improvement on the C64 version. In my opinion, the game borrows puzzle platform elements from Load Runner, such as the digging, but with a jackhammer, and falling with no damage, which is great. Yeah. I also see some influence from Panama Joe introducing key and hourglass items. Not familiar with I haven't Panama played that Joe. one either. Yeah. I know Panama Jack. Yeah. Inspiration for the captain. And there are other items to, <laughs> to find too, like various colored bottles, blue gems, hearts, scrolls, and oil barrels. The controls are a little loose, but I can forgive that due to the fun gameplay which keeps you coming back. It's sometimes frustrating, but never cheap when you fail, and overall is a game worthy of your time. Looks like the listeners had about the same opinion. Uh, since Graham gave it an 8 out of 10, you got a 7.5, a, a 7 and an 8. So right in that, yeah. right around the 8. Pretty era, good. 7.5 Pretty to good. 8. Yeah, I agree. Um, I did look this up on the eBay Boatster. Mm-hmm. There's some, there, there were no cheap ones up there. Uh, if you are particularly um, in a hurry to get rid of your wad and you live in Germany, there's two fellas there that have a hope and a dream. They're selling this box for $330 and $942, oh or best offer. Uh, so if you're in Germany, get your checkbook. And if you're in the UK, uh, this guy's a little more down to earth. He's only asking 131 bucks or best offer. So I don't know what, I don't know how little of these were printed, uh, but uh, people are at least demanding a high uh, wad for them, whether they get it or not, who knows. So there you go. But cool. I, I, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, we do want to thank our Twitch Prime subscribers. Gvebke, 6MMBRX, Rushi MSX, Peeplo, Pixels at Dawn Gaming, Chris Folds, of course, Bumface Poo Hands. Mm-hmm, of course. Brutal Barracuda, David Pick, Mohawk Mall, Picard 2010, 10-Minute Amiga Retrocast, Silver Streak 72, Go2 Go Sub, The Devil Bunny, 
the slow Norris, Brother Bill, and Uber Scooper Driver. Mm. Thank you for uh, subbing on Twitch. Uh, we do uh, record this show every Friday live on twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. Um, and if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber and uh, you uh, want to toss us a sub every month, you can do it for free and support the show. Um, we've got a nice crowd here in the chat this evening. we got Picard 2010, Treyguard 82, Ricky DeRocher, Barkbit, uh, Brutal Barracuda, L. Curtis B., Jason Warns, Paul Kitching, Terror K, Jost 80, Galactics. Thank you so much for Edvin. joining us, guys. Edvin in the man cave. Hey, you know, I see that Brutal's in the house. I should mention that Brutal has put out some outstanding videos. We're going to go into some videos. Yeah, on, let's uh, talk a little bit about the videos. Because this has been, a, our, we've had a pretty good, YouTube we've actually here. put out a lot of content this week. As he moves, Edward, he hones in the view. Mm -hmm. There it is. So. Gosh, what should we talk about first? I guess we should probably mention that we did a marathon. Yeah, last week. Yeah, your outstanding job or promotion. Oh yeah, listen, we it, we talked about it for months. So we get to do so. Um, well, actually, before that, what should we do? have you announced that you got the one thousand on here yet? I don't know if you have. Have you? I can't remember. Uh, well, we talked about it a little bit maybe before we started the show. Yeah. So maybe we can we can bring that up. Yeah, first. get into that. So um, we started out with. Uh, I got an Amiga 1000 for Thanksgiving. It was the best Thanksgiving ever. Uh, my uncle rolled in, and uh, you know he's like, "I'm out of the car. I got something for you." And I thought I was going to help carry in some food. He opens the trunk, and bam, an Amiga 1000, a Commodore 64, um, a Gateway 2000, <laughs> and an old Gateway monitor. Big shoebox full of software, a joystick. Uh, the 1000 it turned out it had uh, it's got the extra front uh, 256 RAM, so it's Good. got a 512 stock, and then it's got that. it's got a two meg sidecar expansion. Looks just like the one I used to have on mine back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, if you're interested in, in seeing me, I clean it up, I fire it up. It, it actually it fired up just fine. The keyboard is a little dirty, it needs a little cleaning, but uh, the keyboard works. I was able to negotiate. What really stood in my way, I believe, is that I didn't have a 1.3 kickstart, and I think that that was keeping a lot of things from happening. But Which I brought you over. Yeah, but you brought me one, and uh, but as you can see here, I was able to connect it. Man, the 1000 is just, you know, I think we've talked about this before. The thing that I think turned me off of Amiga hardware forever was the fact that I started out with the worst possible solution. The 500 with the well, shoebox power supply. No, with, in terms of everything. The case was broken. It was just the dirt worst. It it's was the, the dirt it's, it's worst. It's all I had spare. Yeah, all you had spare while you hogged the twelve hundred to yourself. Hey, I paid top dollar for that twelve hundred. Yay, man! I'm not. I'm just. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You're. You set me up to fail. No. Is, is what happened. Listen, the five hundred was perfectly competent. Unlike, yeah. Unlike yourself. The GBS eighty two hundred board that we we needed to have make it work with the monitor. It was. It was horrible. You blew that up, didn't you? I blew the first one up, uh -huh, and I bought go. a second one. Well, listen, it all came out in the so, wash. So, yeah, the 1000 is great, because it's got video out, yeah. it's got the aesthetic, it's got yeah. the keyboard garage. Signatures. It's got the signatures, it's yeah. got everything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Good. Congratulations, Boat. Right. It's, like I was saying earlier, it's amazing that we both got 1000s within, like, a, what, about a month of each other? Yeah. It's yeah. quite remarkable. And I watched your video, you were a gleeful boy. I was. It made me happy to welcome you to the land of, of, of hardware owners, finally. It took long enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, so after that, why don't you talk a little bit about the Thanks for Giving Marathon? Yeah, so, right? of course, we were, we're over on Twitch. Ricky just asked if we were ever coming back to YouTube streaming. No. We didn't leave. Well, we didn't leave YouTube streaming. YouTube they, streaming landed on us. They booted us uh, for jerkery reasons. And YouTube, as has been well documented, have got, taken leave of their good senses. Yeah. And they are screwing we people won't left be, and right. We shan't be returning. Yeah. Well, I mean, there you go. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do. But we can't go back at least until next year. So there you go. So we did our Thanks for Giving Marathon on Twitch. The Twitch. Uh, it was 10 big hours. This thing was put together by the Brent. I'll give the Brent full credit. Uh, we had a, Brent did a great job. He did a great job. Uh, and uh, 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 we had a lot of fun. And Boat eventually joined us in about an hour, in the middle of hour three, I believe. And uh, we ran through a ton of games, and we played. We spun the wheel. We made many deals that day, uh, and uh, played a lot of games. And uh, so, if you are interested in watching me and the Brent and Boat play, I mean, we played things on the sword 
S-O-R-D. We played... Uh, uh, the VTech Socrates. We played, the, we played uh, the Socrates. Mm -hmm. We played uh, stuff on the, uh, the Dick Smith. Mm -hmm. uh, we played a bunch of crazy games. We played arcade games. We played everything. So if you want to see us play a bunch of crazy games and just chat and have a good time... Uh, you can roll over to our Twitch channel. Our boat, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash amigos retro gaming. And you can also, I am posting, I'm posting this up in in the sections uh, uh, on YouTube. I think we're up to section two or three is up there now. And we had a good turnout and had a lot of fun uh, on that show. So if you're interested in catching that, and that's just basically uh, as uh, as we mentioned, it's our way of saying thanks everybody for being so charitable. Yeah. And supporting not only uh, us, but all of our charities and all the charities. And we really appreciate it. And uh, never have I had so much fun saying thanks. It was Absolutely. a lot. We had a great time. Absolutely. Let's talk about what Brutal Barracuda has been up to lately. Uh, he's been going. He's he absolutely out of his mind. So uh, let's let's look at this video that he put up this week. This is the best of publishers Psygnosis top 10 yes. Amiga games. Uh, he goes over. And these are great because it's a great way to quickly see... Uh, kind of get a taste of, of a ton of different games all at once and he really does highlight the best ones I do want to direct your attention to uh, one of these YouTube comments down here at the bottom uh, it says this bears out my opinion that the best thing about Psygnosis was DMA design Psygnosis seems to be remembered much more fondly than they did than they deserve in my review they released a large amount of titles on the Amiga that were dreadful this just further boys my right opinion that Psygnosis is the most overrated publisher in Amiga history by far bar none end of story. It's hard to relate. Close that ad for a second. Let me see something here. It's hard to relate. And I like the fact that, uh, by the way, these are, just to go back to the video, these are great videos, these things that, uh, is anyone more professional than, than Brutal? Nobody. By the way, Nobody. check his channel out. Uh, Brutal Barracuda has plays some more modern stuff and he's a to say he's a good hand at these games would be an understatement, but he's a stud when it comes to video production. And he went through, if you if you haven't seen these yet, if you're listening to us, he goes through and puts in, he's ranking these by overall scores. He puts all the magazine reviews in. It's great. Mm -hmm. He's a great video. Now, you know, if Psygnosis, if, if, if there was a, a champion of uh, art direction for boxes, that's, Psygnosis would win every That's time. what I was getting to. One thing it's now, and listen, you're going to have to bear with me on this. You are looking at all these things after the fact, okay? When I was a young man and I saw these games and the boxes and the way they present, they were where they were presented. It's, so like, it's, it's like the Bitmap Brothers, all flashed. And no, substance. you've got to understand something. You're looking at this all wrong, okay? Psygnosis is a publisher. It's their job to put these games out in a appealing an interesting way and present them in the way that's going to make them the most money. Well, okay? yes, that's, and that's how companies did? work. Guess what they did? Their job. They did their job. Because yes, their they, games they, always they, looked awesome. They sold thousands of horrible games to impressionable young people that think, turned them off computer games forever. I think you're being, Good a, little, work, I think you're being a little harsh. Good work. Uh, as, like I, remember, we said this earlier, both loves or hates things. That's, There's no in-between. That's not I, true. I, on the other hand, can see Psygnosis for what they were. Marketing geniuses, People that had a good eye for I talent. I can't believe that you're 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 playing up a company that marketed crap games to kids and saying that that was great. It was uh, they, good they work. Did, they did a lot of good games. Mm -hmm. They did a lot of good games, and DMA doesn't didn't do all the games. It gives a lot of good stuff. And by the way, someone mentioned that Walker. Someone got I think it was a seventeen percent. Yeah, that is absurd because That's, it's a horrible game. That may be their best game. Oh it's my right gosh. up there. I love Walker, <sighs> Texas Ranger. And finally, Aaron. I took a little trip down memory lane with the Atari 1200 XL. Uh, I, I, playing, you know, playing Donkey Kong at a breakneck speed. Yeah, after after <laughs> playing um, you know Donkey King a couple weeks ago on the Coco Show, I wanted to go back and play the uh, the 1200 XL port. Yeah, and uh, I was like you said, I was surprised. It really runs at a clip, especially uh, if you're playing Donkey King, mm -hmm. which is a more authentic and complete version of Donkey Kong. But my God, it's it is slow. Yeah, this Donkey Kong not as complete, but it's like playing a rocket ship. Version. It zooms through, yeah. Yeah. And then I just had a good old time just playing various games. We played some Jumpman. Yeah, I, I watched this video. And of course, you know, I love the Jumpman. Yeah. I'm a big we played fan. this. Is This is 007. This yes. is the most bizarre. This I is Diamonds this. Are Forever. I played this <laughs> in, when it came out, believe it or not. Uh, I, because my buddy had it, as I've mentioned, he had an Atari, and we played this game. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a big Bond guy. Oh, yeah. And so, and I love Moon Patrol. 
So this was a game that I could get into, sure. although it is difficult. It's, it's, yeah. it's also bizarre. It's it not bizarre. what you think of when you think the of the fact that she's collecting, shooting, and collecting diamonds. And stuff. They really took a lot of lights. Yeah, uh, it was unfortunate. There was an error in my rampage. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was unable to, uh, to to play Rampage, so I had to look at that later on. That is, yeah, that's um, bizarre. And and so and then we closed things out with uh, Frogger Two Three Deep, which was uh, it's a bizarre game it because is. I couldn't figure out how to end the level. I filled up all the logs with all the frogs, and um, I remember playing this. How did you end the level? I, I ended the level by turning off the machine. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get out of there. <laughs> that is bizarre. Yeah, Frogger. The, the sequel is the Frogger, and everybody they've made hundreds of these things. Mm-hmm. You never. They never really caught on, did no, they? You know, no, so. no. The, the original still. That the looks best, pretty good, far. though. It's very colorful. Does look very it? good. Yeah, I like the Atari. I like when you go in there and play. Now, also, you should mention that you did play PP Hammer. Yeah, uh, is yeah. That, I don't know if you put that on YouTube. Yeah, or I did. I, I moved it over to YouTube too, so you yeah. can watch me. You can watch me play PP Hammer. It's a good time. I enjoyed watching you play because. Uh, we were we learned very similarly, mm-hmm. you know. And usually, when I watch your playthroughs, I laugh and point and 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 I'm very amused at your pathetic attempts. Yes, but yes. this time, I since I hadn't played this game, I just had to sit there and go, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron, it's time to talk about last year's. Last year's nothing. Last week's. Um, there it was. <laughs> Patreon song winners. Oh man, there were no winners. <coughs> so uh, idiots. Yeah, we, uh, we there were quite a few. This was a this was a popular tune. And did you happen to guess it? I don't remember what it was, but I remember hating it. Uh, it was it was. In pa- fact, I think after the show, I told, I expostulated on how horrible that was. It was a uh, paperback writer. <laughs> Are you familiar with that song? Oh yes. Okay. I was. So um, we want to congratulate the winners. This, these came in hot and heavy. It uh-huh. was uh, easily guessable, except for one. Uh, Pac Billy, congratulations! He always gets Pix- it. Yeah, Pac Billy, uh, Pixels at Dawn, Gary Hucker, Paul Kitching, Curtis Boyle, Seanzo, David Spencer, CBM Nut. First time I think we've heard from mm. CBM Nut, and Eric Nelson. Although I had to give Eric Nelson several hints over the week. <laughs> <laughs> just to jumpstart his brain, but you, he, he managed to get it in the end. You may we may have talked this, but remember that old show, name that tune. Yes, you, you the old one. Yeah, and at the end, well, there was only one. They, they never brought it back. I love that. No, yeah, they did. When it was in like the nineties. Hmm. But anyway, remember they'd be like they'd challenge each other. Like I can end that tune like six notes, yeah. five notes, and then that was all. I always liked it when they would go like I can end it in one note, and they just go <laughs> burn, and then. I was just thinking, Pac Boy, there's your show. They would bring that back. But I mean, who can do that? It's yeah. Like, the clue is, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, and they just take it and go, <laughs> Nobody can name that tune in one note. <laughs> I always thought that was funny, yeah. though. And sometimes they'd get it right because they got it from the clue. Yeah, it was the clue. So funny. Right. Okay. So um, if you know this week's uh, Patreon song challenge, you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com. And uh, if you would like to sponsor the show, support the show, you can go to everythingamiga.com slash support or just go to patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. Here we go. Oh, and I do want to welcome new supporter, Iron Wolf. Welcome, Iron Wolf. Cool name. Absolutely. <clears throat> Iron Wolf Bjorn Vingunansen. Terry Howard Reflections, I'm in Ledge. Cap'n Crispy, Kilobytes and Caffeine, Mike and W. Decker Threepwood, Gary Heather Freelunch. Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong. And D. Jones, Lobster, Minator. Craig McClellan, 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast. Bernard Quinn, Retro Man Cave. Tim Drew, Simon Rose. Uh, Joseph Harrison, Kyletta, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibs. Matthew Laramore, Andy Craig, Sean Zoe. Darren Lomax, Colin, 419, Bachman. Roland Book, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Leaf, Kellon, Alec, Kebab, Chicote, Level, Lord John Marshall, 
Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRoche, <laughs> Creepy Dead Boy, Figure CTZ, The Slow Norris, Stephon Sorgord, Mortensen, Edvin Helen, Blendo 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Foles, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Bibb, Keelane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THG, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy, whom would stand? Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda. Oh, God. Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels at Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. Man. You know, everyone on Earth has a range that they should work in vocally. Mm -hmm. Listen, you were too low. You were way low. low. Yeah. Mm. You said I was too high the other week. Every you have no range. <laughs> what are you saying? Your range should just be talking. Talking. Be what, are, talking are, range. You, if anyone was born to rap, it's you. <laughs> That's what you should do. <laughs> should get together with MC Hammer. We no. Put something together. No. Lay down some tracks. Horrible. Mm. That was that was horrible. You knew that one though. No. No one knows that. That's not a song. Mm. It's more something tribal. <laughs> Or like you know, what I'm saying it comes from the the jungle. Primordial. What are you saying? It was hideous. It was hideous. <laughs> I know you overused that word describing your singing, but it's the one that is appropriate. Mm. No one's getting that. Nobody. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. Next week it's our final normal show of the year uh, before well, we then have, they get crazy. Yeah, man. because then we have our Christmas episode and our New Year spectacular. Our Christmas episode this week, Aaron. This, this year. We are going to uh, do a, uh, a sort of a showcase of the best Amiga demos of 2019. So we'll play some demos. We'll be awesome. have some chat. We'll have some people call in. Bring in some peyote. Yeah. Get crazy. It'll be great. It'll be great. I'm really looking forward to that because we've always wanted to do a demo show. And this is, this is finally our chance. So that's what we're going to do. But next week, Aaron, it's UFO enemy unknown all right or XCOM or if you XCOM will. yeah now you know do uh, you remember when we played this on the we played this during the Amigathon yes this was the the dark Amigathon the dark no that wasn't dark though that we that was no and that part part of that was 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 cut off we yeah. only got like remember the first we, 20 minutes of our but three we tried hours to, remember we at first we tried to play on the Xbox oh my gosh <laughs> Like we I learned a lot about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Never again. Never again. <laughs> Never again. This week we'll be playing on the Amiga. Yeah, That's absolutely. The way you do it. Hopefully, I'll be able to play it on the uh, Amiga Six Hundred if it comes Ooh, in the 